On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the podcast that disguises itself as a game show. It's five favorites on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And we're going to break out our five favorite rock guitarists of all time. And I'm putting the proposition out there right now here at the beginning. Before I even mention our sponsor, Crooked Eye Brewery in the heart of Hapro. Oh, there, I've done it. And I'll do it again. But it is virtually impossible to boil it down to five of the greatest rock guitarists. It really is. My my list could be three times what it is. And I, I just want to say that out front. So before people start getting their noses out of joint, yeah. either on this podcast or not. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there and remind folks that as always, we are brought to you by Crooked Eye Brewery. Great guys, great brews, always a good time when you make a crooked eye in the heart of Hatboro. So we flip the coin and you will go first on this episode of Five Favorites, my friend. I'm fine with going first, but before we start, we have to visit Vegas because of ah. the odds. Ah. How odd are the odds for this episode? You tell me, Home Slice, you've got the connection to Vegas. Well, due to the fact that there are so many fantastic rock and roll guitar players out there, they're giving us very little leeway and going with, oh, 0.5 in common. They think that there's a very little chance of us getting anybody the same. Again with the 0.5. I know, they don't like us. They don't want either of us to win money. You go first on the countdown, so you go first in making your pick. I'm going to get wild and say one. I think we're going to have one. Woo, woo, he's all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. Skyrocket's in flight. He's going with a one. <laughs> on a point five over under. You know what? This happened recently on a Five Favorites episode when the line was set by Vegas at 0.5, and I went zero then, and I'm going zero now because I think they're on to something out there in Lost Wagers Nevada. Well, I collected on one of them, so let's see if I can make it two in a row on Five Favorites on the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. Coming around to number five, your number five favorite rock guitarist of all time. At number five, Ray, a band that is not associated enough with the development of rock and roll in the 60s and 70s, especially in the United States. The guitar tones are absolutely gorgeous. They are sexy, they are powerful, and they make you move. At one point, Jimi Hendrix was a member of this band. The band I'm talking about, the Isley Brothers. The guitarist, Ernie Isley. So good.
You won't get one little argument from me on the validity of the love for the Isley brothers in their sound. So, having given you my number five, it is time for you to share your number five with moi and them. Oh, yeah, that's right. I come over and do five, then my four. Yes. Well, I'm going to bend the rules, although there aren't really any rules, on an episode of Five Favorites, because I just couldn't make a decision between two of the greatest guitar players. Both left too soon, and I put them together, and that's kind of my thing, and I'm sticking with it. The one and only Stevie Ray Vaughan, an amazing guitarist who reinvigorated the blues at a time when it really needed it and in a time when rock and roll really needed him. Also gone too soon, just as his brother and their band was taking off, Dwayne freaking Almond, man. I loved everything that guy ever did, touching fingers to six strings. So I've got a dual number five in SRV and Dwayne Almond.
like it a lot. Oh, and the judges surprise Coob in the first round. Holy cow. I figured to be like, well, I don't know. They're not brothers. They weren't in the same band. You know. Hey, we can do it. And I like the way you bent the rules and made your explanation. So as half of the judging team, I'll let it stand. As always, being full of shit has its advantages, especially on an episode <laughs> of Five Favorites here on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. And that means you got to do number four now since you did your number five double shot. He is the sound of Pink Floyd. His parts in Pink Floyd's musical legacy are legend. I wait for his every musical utterance. And I still can picture him right now in my mind, Marcus, seeing Pink Floyd on Long Island at the mausoleum in 1980, atop the wall, playing that amazing solo on Comfortably Numb, and you know I'm talking about Gilmore. David Gilmore. My number four... find out what your number four rock guitarist of all time is on this countdown. My fourth favorite in this current countdown is a guy who was a studio musician in the 60s, also helped the Yardbirds blow up, and then the Yardbirds blew up, and then he carried their legacy forward with some new chaps and those four new chaps rewrote rock and roll in the late 60s and early 70s. The band led Zeppelin, the guitarist Jimmy Page. Zeppelin was right through my elementary and middle school years when they rode, and their music can't escape me now. It didn't escape me then, and it will never escape me. Their music is so There's a lot of fucking escaping going on in this episode. What's going on, man? I'm not getting away from any of this shit. Embrace it all. That's what I say. So, yes, Jimmy Page at number four.
very understandable inclusion on your part, friend. That means it's time for number three from Marcus on this episode. My number three, I saw the video, was blown away. A few months later, I saw them play live in the Commons at the University of Missouri in Columbia. Yes, I'm talking about like 1988, 1989. They released their first album, Vivid. The tones have been sexy ever since. The music is incredible. And on top of the incredible guitar playing of Vernon Reed, he is one of the most amazing humans on this planet. The world needs more Vernon Reeds. Vernon Reed is my number three favorite guitarist of all time. I'm going to boldly predict that you, by the year 2050, will have your wishes as there's word that the Vernon Reed Cloning Clinic has begun operation just off Long Island Sound. <laughs> the world will be better if we do something like that because he's amazing. Forget the attack of the clones like in Star Wars. <laughs> it's the attack of the Verns. <laughs> wow. So. An unexpected turn to number three. Oh, Vernon yeah. Reed, though. Can't argue with that. And now it's time for you to share your number three, Mr. Koob. I suspect that he's on your list here somewhere towards the top as well. I'm talking about the one and only Edward freaking Van Allen. can't go wrong with Eddie Van Halen on any guitar list because he was an innovator and a big-time game-changer. Yeah, but it's a lot harder, and you know this to be true, when you're working on a list of a specific artist, like a certain instrument or a certain era, it gets harder and harder the more filters you put on it for this five favorites thing we do. But with this one wide open on guitars, it's actually really tough to narrow it down. It really is, and we've gotten halfway through this list, and because of the mental and emotional challenges, I say we get a pint. Is it a support pint? I could use a hug and a Pints. mug. Hey! <laughs> we must be heading to Crooked Eye. The fall is here, and Crooked Eye is rocking in the heart of Hatboro. The Crooked Eye band will be there every second Saturday of the month, if you follow them on Facebook, you can find out what is happening at Crooked Eye and, of course, their amazing selection of beers. The brews are always delicious and experimental in many cases. Check out the board on their Facebook account. They always put a fresh picture of the board up there. And something happened recently. We've been talking about Salty Vets Barbecue, which is available on certain nights at uh, the brewery. Matt posted about uh, an incredible experience they had where they were really like pushing hard and uh, orders were overwhelming and ended up in recent 
weeks, like two weeks before we record this, had their best day ever at Salty Vets Barbecue. Selling great barbecue to people and working hard doing it. It's good stuff. And it's all part of the energy there, Crooked Eye, where you go, you make new friends, you have a good time. And whatever you want, whether it's the tasty brews that come from the back room there at the brewery, uh, craft cocktails, they've got wine and cider, and of course, that Salty Vets Barbecue. Always a good time to be had when you head down to Hapro and make a crooked eye. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Back and ready for more on an episode of Five Favorites on the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll five favorite rock guitarists all time and that makes it pretty tough to narrow down but you managed to do it with your number five ernie isley of the isley brothers at number four you've got james patrick page of led zeppelin etc and your number three and one of my favorite guys too vernon reed of living color and for you, your number five is a bending of the rules. Sure. Which is cool, or an imbalancement of the rules, we could call it. Stevie Ray Vaughan, Dwayne Allman, checking in at number five. The incredible David Gilmore at number four. And at number three, Edward Van Halen. And here we are at the twos and the ones, and it's your number two, Markesh. My number two, Ray. We've talked about him many times. His impact with David Bowie, monumental. His sound, his style, just so rock and roll, so dirty, so groovy, so glammy. You felt good when you listened to him playing guitar. Always. And he just was super, super amazing in helping David Bowie get to the next level and really making a difference in guitar and glam in the 70s as it rolled through. And I'm talking about Mick Ronson. I love Mick Ronson. I love everything about him, his tone, his style, just the way he carried himself was so fucking cool.
he was a bloody rock star. Oh, he was a rock star all the way through. And now, Ray, it is time for your number two. Well, he was the opposite of the rock star syndrome. He wasn't glamorous, didn't dress very well. But when Jerry Garcia took a stage, it could take all night. Captain Trips was more than the guitar player in The Grateful Dead. He was the leader of the band, as identified in the song. Oh, Jerry. I do miss him, and he left us way too soon. Unlike uh, a few other people that we've talked about, I sometimes wonder, what if Jerry was still alive? There wouldn't be the other ones. There'd just be the ones. (laughs) My number two, the great Jerry Garcia. It's time for you to lay that number one guitarist on us right now. This is Jimmy talking to you on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. My number one, can there be any doubt as to why I pick Jimi Hendrix? Open on this episode of Five Favorites. What is your number one rock guitarist of all time? My number one rock guitarist is two people. Wait a second. Oh, I can't object, <laughs> can I? 
I don't know how to separate these two, even though they're from separate generations. Both of them completely changed rock and roll single-handedly or single-fingeredly, but their fingers, their sounds changed rock and roll. One of them is your number three, Edward Van Halen, and the other one is your number one, Jimi Hendrix. They are at the top of my guitar world as far as fandom goes. Phone's already gone fucking nuts with Vegas. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I got, oh, it's all he says. You, you know, Knuckles always says, no, 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 no. But I'm saying that we're both wrong, that we did match two, and that what looked like a zero for me, another victory, turns out to be a push because you do have that match. And if I was able to do what I did and uh, pair up <laughs> SRV and Dwayne Allman, you should certainly be able to pair up Eddie and Jimmy. And therefore, it's two in common. And therefore, keep your money, Vegas. Damn. Shut up. But Always this- fun whenever we break out five favorites. And this is a perfect example of it. Just so many. And, um, you know, the list of also's, the honorable mentions. Oof. I week. could do two more full fives, and I'm just going to reel them off. And you'll understand. Try to keep up. Oh, right away, I got to put your number four, Jimmy Page, in there, right? And I can't talk about a guitarist in the last 30, 40 years without mentioning Slash. brought up the concept of two guys in the same band before we started and Keith and Woody are exactly that two acting as one the ancient art of weaving that Keith calls it the Steves the two first rock stars I ever met Steve Howe and Steve Hackett uh, back when they were doing GTR together are two of the most extraordinary guitarists that I've ever listened to and met and interviewed it's kind of cool at this yeah. point in life look back and go I interviewed Hackett and Howe yep. separately and together
didn't mention him, but he's always on my mind because he is the straw that stirs the Iron Maiden brew. Adrian Smith of Maiden. I wonder if Ozzy would be Ozzy without Randy Rhodes. I miss him. I love him. My brother in metal, Dimebag Daryl Abbott, taken from us. And I think he would kind of like what's going on out there with Pantera fans getting back together. And Hammett. Got to mention Kirk Hammett, the owner of the Greenie, right? Yep. So that's my uh, honorable mentions, and every one of them is, you know, top shelf, well, without Hall of Fame, all-star, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Woo! That's with, a lot of music, man. Without so, a doubt. You do your honorable mentions that maybe I've trampled on already because we have so many things in common here. Like you... I could do a 40-minute spiel on honorable mentions that are fantastic guitar players that could have made this list. And including all of the great guitars you mentioned, Johnny Marr of the Smiths is one of my favorite. When he played with The The and the Smiths, the sounds that he made were amazing. How Soon Is Now, Dogs of Lust with The The, some incredible music. Holiday of the Rival Sons, I love dearly. One of the new younger guitarists that just makes great sounds. He's uh, got a unique tone and feel no matter what he's playing, no matter what the song's about. Mm-hmm. He makes it his own. Definitely. Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme, and I love their sound. I love their style. They're one of the bands that I never miss when they come to town. I love them. Dr. No of the Bad Brains. Jack White, I love what he's doing with the guitar. As a child, James Young from Styx was a huge guitar hero for me. Jeff Lynn, ELO. While they weren't anything like Eddie Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix, the sounds that they made moved me. Rick Nielsen of Cheap Tricks, Strummer and Jones of The Clash. 
Gorham and Robertson of Thin Lizzy, McKay and Johnny Graham at Earth, Wind and Fire. Those are the people that I really connect with. You think you left anybody out? Oh, you don't yeah. want to leave them out. Oh, I left off. a ton of people out, and so did you. <laughs> By the way, if JY was listening or is listening, and he heard you make that comment, he would have uh, probably passed coffee right through his nose at that. That's a, that's a win for you there in the middle of your honorable mentions. Man, a lot of great guitarists there, too. It's all about the guitar, man. Really- I know the singer's got to sing, and everybody's got to do their part. But I really have always felt like, what the guy with the six strings and the ten fingers and that amazing brain and like Eddie Van Halen type stuff, yeah. or Pagey type stuff. It's really what drives a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it in rock and roll without all of it. That's the beauty of that. The guitar is one of those instruments as a kid we're automatically driven to. You play air guitar as a little kid, and it just keeps going from there. I still pull yeah, I out still the air it. guitar. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> At concerts, I don't give a shit if I look like an old guy dorking out. Who fucking cares? I'm having fun. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I'm thinking about it because uh, we were just talking about a couple of bands that will probably come up again. And when we do Five Favorites the next time, we're starting to work on our next game show here Mm -hmm. on the podcast. And we're talking about maybe doing like five favorite British singers from the 70s. And that's an interesting one. That's a lot more narrow Mm -hmm. version of Five Favorites than this one. Yep. A lot of fun, man. I, I love talking about players and songs and, you know. All of that. It's great. Music is so exciting to talk about. And it makes you feel good. In a, it just gets your blood flowing in the right way when you talk about music. Music heals. Music unites. Music strengthens. So if you've got your two cents or you just want to add your five favorites, email it to imbalancedhistory at gmail.com. Good way to get us into your loop and get you into ours. I don't know about you, man, but I like seeing new email from listeners whenever we get one. You know, some weeks lately, it's been two, three, four days sometimes. And that's great because we're having a conversation that's not us just talking one way. You're getting involved in it. We like that. So do that if you would. And join us on social media as well. Yes, and please tell us how much you tortured your brain trying to put that top five list together because we know you're going to be shuffling guitarists in and out of that top five and you'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. And it's going to happen to you too, so share. Time to go from the Dark Jack Media Studios. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And this has been Five Favorite Rock Guitarists of All Time on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shot? Would they shot? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, 
the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.